Howdy, everyone. Welcome to Narrative Dissonance on Non-Safe Space. I'm Carter Laren, and I am joined by Alex Maselli, slash Alex of all trades. <laughs> yes. Um, Juliet was going to join, but she had to uh, bail at the last moment. We are moving to a different time, so I know we might be confusing some people. There's a lot of uh, a lot of changes happening at Unsafe Space, so um, just bear with us, I guess, is all. Uh, let's see. Oh, hey, I'll Fight You Naked found us. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'll fight you naked. Um, we are transitioning to Fridays at this time. We're going to run through some news items. It's going to be a little bit, a little bit free form. Uh, oh, hey, Richard Petz. Uh, he says he enjoyed the latest abstractions. Thank you. Uh, and he gives us a super chat. Um, so yeah, we're going to do, we're going to do that. We are still on Utreon. No, not on Utreon. Odyssey, Rumble, YouTube. I think those are the main three, unless I'm forgetting one. Also, Twitter, uh, underscore unsafe space. Hopefully, the regular account, the old account, should be resurrected. It was supposed to start happening this week. Um, I'll fight you naked, says Carter, grow a beard. I can't. I mean, I, I can grow, like, some stubble. But that's – I wasn't gifted with uh, big manly beards. So, um, <laughs> so that's, that's all you got. Uh, let's see. What else? Book Club. Uh, our last book club was actually hosted by Richard Petz, who's here in chat. It was uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. If you missed it, you can check it out. It's still online. Um, the next one is National Divorce by Tom Woods. It will be January 8th. It'll be hosted by Keith Bissett. And uh, yeah, we moved it to January, so you've got, you know, you can relax over the holidays and read and watch Die Hard or whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm actually almost done with the book. <laughs> oh, see, Alex, you're going to forget it. I, I'm not no, starting I'm not. it yet because I, oh, I will. <laughs> uh, you have a good memory. I don't have yet. Yeah. Uh, I need to read it the night before. Um, and then uh, let's see. February 5th is Light by M. John Harrison, hosted by uh, Hooligan, who I asked if he wants me to use his real name, and I haven't heard back yet, but we'll see. Um, and then it looks like we're going to have one in March. We don't have the exact date, but Thomas St. Thomas is going to be discussing – the Weirdest People in the World by Joseph Henrik. And it's a fascinating, I haven't read it yet, but it seems really fascinating based on his um, his uh, summary. He did a review of it. In fact, hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up this review in case anyone wants to see it. Uh, da -da -da. how to treat goblin. Okay, so here is his review. The book is called uh, Western Weirdos, or actually it's called The Weirdest People in the World. Uh, his review is called Western Weirdos, and he reviews this book, and it's a fascinating um, – the, the whole premise is a lot of psychological research was done based on what people in 
based on people in the West, like that was the sample size, like the, the sample domain was, was people in the West. And we made a lot of assumptions about psychology based on that. And it turns out that some of these are wrong. <laughs> um, and actually people outside of the West have like people in the West have kind of weird minds and people outside the West have uh, in general, obviously this is all statistics, uh, general different kind of mindsets. And so it sounds really fascinating to me. It could actually upend a whole bunch of thinking in interesting ways. So I always like stuff like that. So uh, already, that's sometime in March. Uh, I already <laughs> had kind of like a thing about uh, especially sociology studies because they mostly like survey people who are students at colleges. And it's mm -hmm. like even for what for like being like uh, making comments about people in the West, that's still a very narrow demographic of people yes like so like i already had a problem with that i was like a lot of graduate studies just don't apply like they don't they don't go out further than just this is what people in college think <laughs> yeah another thing i've noticed with a lot of sociology studies is that often there's and psychology studies is often there's hidden premises in in the questions and the setup that the researcher isn't even aware of because of their own biases so like and i'm not talking about weird racial biases although maybe that too uh but I, i'm i'm meaning like i remember seeing a survey question once that was i knew what it was supposed to be doing oh beverly's here uh i'll pull her in hey Hello. beverly what's up wow how you doing i'm good it's been a while it's been a busy day too i'm tired <laughs> Beverly's like an actual reporter now. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, working for mainstream media these days. <laughs> yeah. How's the adrenochrome? The adrenochrome? Well, I don't even know if you know, Carter, with because uh, like Alex and Juliet know because of it, but the paper I worked for 157 years shut down after I started, like two weeks after I started. No, I so talked to you after you started and you were working there saving it. It shut down after I talked to you? I don't remember when when oh. I talked to you about it. So it was completely shut down. It was totally, totally gone. And oh. then a new paper opened up within like by the next week that the guy he was trying to buy it. So he uh, from a nearby paper. So he like just kind of absorbed us. And so we're like a change from a daily to a weekly. And it was it was a weird month for me. <laughs> Is life easier at a weekly? Uh, it is overall, but like we're going to be doing online daily stuff too, though. So that's going to be annoying for my procrastination stuff, though, because yeah. then I'm like writing everything yeah. at 2 a.m. and um, and waiting mm -hmm. till like the last minute. But uh, that'll I know how that thing. is since we started doing the abstract, like, like Friday nights are like, oh, yeah, just, and you're I'll like, can up. someone proofread this? No, I'm going to bed now. <laughs> I know I'm the only one of that. Well, Alex is on the kind of on the West Coast, yeah, like and everyone else is on the East Coast. Ahead. I'm like, hey, I know it's midnight there, but on a Friday night, can you? If you that's what I was gonna say, like, you should do is you should, if you're gonna. Um, you know, publish it on Friday night or whenever, though, have it done earlier and then give us time to be able to proofread it beforehand. Like, have it done Thursday night and then you give us like 24 hours to Yeah, no shit. It. I mean, that's an obvious thing to <laughs> I, say. Yeah, I know. I don't think it is because you're not doing it. So that's why I feel that's like it needs that's to be completely said. separate. That's completely separate. Me not doing it is completely separate from the obvious thing. Because I yeah, don't no. think you thought of it. <laughs> Yeah, last week it was Thanksgiving was my excuse last week, and it did actually cut into my time. But this week, I don't know. It's hard. Anyway, 
let's let's do stories. I know Alex has one that I'm curious about, so I want to start with you because you have a news story. Yeah, so right. for know me, I can tell you about stuff that's going around my town. <laughs> for for me, everything that's been going on has been related to the Maricopa election and the and like general response to it. Um, so what I know is, so I've been reading a bunch of documents lately. Um, because there's a lot of rumor going around and there was a lot of rumor back in 2022, which Twitter had this thing in 2020. In 2020 also, I just wanted yes. to clarify. Okay. Just yes. 2020 also, you're right. Okay. Um, but, uh, so back in 2020 on like, there was this rumor that, um, certain county counties and certain vote centers were given Sharpies to, um, voters which, um, and then they weren't being read possibly. And like Twitter and a bunch like of other- They were giving like, the wrong writing instruments. Yes, exactly. And okay. Twitter and a bunch of other like um, narrative control agencies were basically saying that- <clears throat> She's getting wrapped um, up over this. <laughs> no, I'm like, because I used my inhaler last night. My I, I remember that. Up. Yeah. Um, but wait, like, can you be, wait, 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 before you even do, I, I can see where you're going, but I just want to pause. Can you give people the like super high level of where's Maricopa County? Why does it okay. matter? What's going on? Okay. So Maricopa County is the most populous county in Arizona. So all of our state and federal elections are completely dependent on how Maricopa votes um, okay. in the majority. Like it doesn't matter if every other county votes red, if Maricopa votes blue, the results are blue. That's essentially what it is. We are the yeah. sixth largest city in the um, in the country, I think. Uh, of, that's Phoenix, which is in Maricopa County, and but Maricopa County itself includes a bunch of other like smaller cities, suburban cities that are right up against Phoenix. Um, so, and like you could just easily cross it. Like it's just so fast how how you will cross from one city to the other. So Maricopa has a lot of consolidated um, things going on, like with how the government works because we're all connected so mm. closely. Um, and that includes how we do elections. So there's an incentive to own that county because if you own the county, you own the state. Yes, exactly. Uh, so Phoenix is at the, is like the bigger city center in it, but there's a bunch of population also uh, within Maricopa. So it's not just Phoenix. It's, it's the entire county that is uh, like pivotal to elections here. Um, so like, as I was saying, like back in 2020, they were giving Sharpies in um, some voting centers in Maricopa County. And I think in, in Tucson as well. Uh, but like a lot of mainstream narrative control places were were fact checking that and saying that giving Sharpies was fine. The thing is, though, is that I'm here. I was here then, too. And I had a ballot in my hand. And this before it came out that people were saying that they were getting Sharpies. And before the narrative, I actually had a conversation about what writing implement I was supposed to be using because I had started using a blue ballpoint pen 
And at the top of the ballot, it said, use a black ballpoint pen. In my election uh, ballot materials, it said, use a blue or black ballpoint pen. So, but I did switch to a black ballpoint pen. But um, so like, I was like, I literally, and I had a conversation with someone about it because it was like, well, can we use a blue one or not? Like, I don't know. Like, so I remember that. I remember having that conversation before any of that came out. So like, I know for a fact that it said, use a black ballpoint pen on the ballot. Um, And that's for Maricopa. Uh, And by then, Maricopa County's uh, election was consolidated, meaning that uh, the entire thing was controlled even beyond districts by just Maricopa County's, you know, offices. Um, So this year, a lot of people were um, were like, I don't want to do early voting. I don't believe in it like that. And it's not just Republicans who believe that there are some. Democrats and a lot of libertarians, unaffiliated voters like myself, who don't believe that it's necessarily smart. The thing is, though, is that I, like I said, I'm unaffiliated and I am on the early voter registry. It sends it to me and this makes it somewhat look like I might be a Democrat. Like, you know, it makes it look like, what is she? I don't know. Like, um, so <laughs> I, uh, my plan was to fill out my ballot at home, bring it into a voting location, which is legally allowed according to Arizona and Maricopa yep. County. So you it's, just fill it at home and you bring it in and drop it off. Yes, exactly. So I went, um, the day of, I woke up and I, I wasn't ready to go straight to a voting location, which by the way, in Maricopa County, you can go to any voting location. That is not true in other states. It's not necessarily true in other counties either. But in Air, in Maricopa County, since 2019, late 2019, you're able to go to any voting location. Um, and the reason why is because this is what happened in 2016. I, wait, I go to work at 6 a.m. And that, at the time I was going into the office, I, I lived quite a while, quite a ways away from my office, even though I was technically still in Phoenix. And you got in, there at, at 6 a.m. At 6 a.m., which means I woke up at 4 a.m. So day of the election for, in 2016, I wake up and get ready like I normally do, went to a voting location by my house, I was like the first person there because I absolutely had to be at the office at 6 a.m. So yeah, like in that was that's a pain in the ass for a lot of voters in Arizona because of the fact that a lot of people live like in Gilbert and work in Phoenix and that and you're talking about like maybe an hour of traffic to get to a voting location. So that's one of the reasons why they said anyone can vote anywhere. Uh, sure. They it was somewhat of a reasonable response for that problem because a lot of people felt like they were not able to vote because of that reason, even though legally in the state of Arizona, um, employers are required to give their employees time to go to a voting location. Um, not a lot of voters know that, though, uh, <laughs> but it is actually a, a legal requirement here. But uh, they changed it. I, I don't necessarily know like how I feel like from a practical standpoint, I get it, but it 
has resulted in some problems in this election because you can go to any voting location, but we have a digital um, e-poll book called um, Site Book, I believe is what it's called. And uh, it that's where our voter registration is. And that's how we sign the poll book is this digital thing. And the poll workers manual for Maricopa County has nothing in it about how to check a voter out. So if a, so if, they, if, if they sign it, like when would, when do they get checked in by signing? But yes. So they, when they check in, that's their, that's them signing the poll book essentially. It, and but they then, check in prior to voting. Yes, they do. And that, why that is there check, such a dis- difference between like, why is there an extra step in the process? Why wouldn't there just be a line and then you, check in and vote all at once they don't print your ballot until you check in and i like i don't know why that's the process but it is like they they you check in Mm -hmm. they print your ballot you vote and you put it in the tabulator or box three um okay and the the problem though is that like if you needed to spoil your ballot you would go to a poll worker and um, together you would mark off the, um, the, the timestamp for the tabulator to read it, write spoil on it or whatever, um, and then recheck in. And, and if it said like, oh, you know, they already got their ballot, you would say you, you put that they spoiled it. They could only do that twice at one location. Third okay. time they had to vote provisional. That's according to um, everything I've read. Uh, the problem is, is that like, I also read that if you were on the early ballot registry, you were supposed to vote provisional. Uh, that's according to Arizona law, but Maricopa's like, like instructions said that if that they didn't get a provisional, if it wasn't shown that they, their, their vote was received by Maricopa County and counted. And I was like, why are, why is there this discrepancy here? Like, I don't get that. Um, uh, and then, but then, yeah, the, the poll workers manual has nothing about how to check someone out if they need to go to a different location. Nothing. And that's the thing I was reading. Like that, that's the thing that Carrie Lake was saying. She had people tell her, which was like, people would go somewhere, check in. The line was too long. They had to leave or whatever. So they would, they would, leave and try and go somewhere else there was no way to check out and they would go somewhere else and they wouldn't let them check in because they were checked in at some other polling location yeah so um and and like why would they have to leave like okay because first of all tabulators were not working at several locations um right so uh which maricopa county admitted to day of and um poll observers have sworn to and so have poll workers and voters have all sworn to this to the ag of arizona so like every like everyone agrees that some tabulators now the number of those tabulators not working is in uh contention but everybody agrees some tabulators were not working so that means that some people ended up being checked out uh, ended up being checked in without being checked out because uh, even poll workers have sworn to the AG that they were not trained to check people out. 
Maricopa and County. So there's no way to rectify this though, because once you've checked in, we don't know if you actually put a ballot in or not. Like, no, right? we don't. See, that's the thing. What we should have, if you count to the ch number of check-ins versus the number of ballots, you should have more check-ins than you have ballots at this point. That's the only way that it makes sense, right? But you don't know who's. Yes, exactly. You have no idea. I know. Uh, so like Maricopa just County connecting, has, Disconnecting these so you can print ballots on demand seems like it creates a lot of problems that are totally unnecessary. Yes, exactly. See, we like, I mean, there probably is a way to do it well, but for one thing, this is not it. Like clearly they, <laughs> like even if you don't want to, even if you don't want to like read into its malintent, the problem is, is that it's like, well, it was clearly a clusterfuck, and right. <laughs> that alone meant yeah, people were disenfranchised. <laughs> so, so that's my use blue sharpie. This is also a clusterfuck, just right at the top of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay. So in this latest thing, this is all I really know about the Arizona one because I mean, I just wrote a couple things in it in abstract a couple weeks, but I haven't been paying close attention. Um, so. So Katie Hobbs was uh, actually her job while when she was running for governor against um, Kari Lake. Uh, Katie Hobbs is the Democrat. Kari Lake is the Republican. Katie Hobbs, for those of you who don't know, is the one that was so arrogant and smug she wouldn't debate Kari. Um, she didn't even debate her primary. Right. Like, yeah, she wouldn't debate opposition. anyone. <laughs> she didn't debate right, yeah. anybody. Is it smugness or just that she is knows that uh, she's not actually good at it and she would well, lose? I, if she I don't know, but she didn't debate. But her job was uh, to be. She was. I forget the exact title. Maybe you remember Alex, but she, she's in charge of elections. Yeah. Yeah, but there was like a that made her her like her other role was chief of voting or chief of elections or so like yeah. she is the person in charge of the elections yes so she is. that's who she was and so she was in charge of her own totally election mm -hmm. um and kari suggested oh i don't i feel like when i say kari it's like she's my buddy i don't know why <laughs> ms lake suggested <laughs> that uh let's do thing yesterday with ryan reynolds <laughs> she she suggested like hey maybe you should recuse yourself because look, even if you win, it looks pretty bad. <laughs> You're in charge. Why not recuse yeah. yourself? Oh no, we don't need to do that. We're leftists. Um, <laughs> so she didn't recuse herself and she won by like 0.6% of the vote. Now 0.5% of the vote automatically triggers a recount. Now 0.6% doesn't automatically tr trigger a recount, but there's all of the, the, machinations and shenanigans that Alex is explaining all these problems happening where, you know, the Lake campaign was saying, maybe we should look into this anyway. And my understanding is they asked Maricopa County for some transparency, which I thought they were legally provide required to give uh, with respect to um, polling data. And I don't know if they ever, I don't, I didn't follow up. I don't know if they ever gave it, but there was a deadline for certifying the results. All I know is that everyone is saying that Katie Hobbs won and Kari Lake is an election denier. So I, I don't know. I don't know well, what the status is after that. To my, my problem with the whole election denial thing is like, first of all, the last 451 degrees said that totally you can question an election. It's completely legally allowed. 
Um, there's no, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to. And saying that you shouldn't be able to suggests the idea that um, they're perfect and there's no way there's well, no. Well, there are places them. where you can't check the election. Those are places like Libya. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like there are there are that like Russia, you probably can't question the integrity of the election in Russia. Yeah, like that's a no, no. <laughs> but like, uh, but here you should be able to question it because that's, yes. you know, yeah. Well, I mean, to me, like, I, I think every like anything is fair game questioning elections, like wh whoever wins, I don't care. Um, sure. But like you cannot claim you cannot be the party of people who say that democracy is dying. Uh, and then when a bunch of disenfranchised <laughs> voters come out of the woods calling for their rights in, in democracy, uh, just go fuck you and like shove them away. Well, it's not dying here. Cause we're in. No, the here the, it was fine <laughs> because we won. Like, no, you can't, you, you can't do that without it being extreme cognitive dissonance and highly, like just unethical so to me i'm like come on like <laughs> anyone's allowed to question anything and especially when there's this many problems like like i said even if you weren't reading malintent into it you could just claim that it was so messed up uh that we need to redo like well, i don't even want to recount i don't give a shit let's not recount it let's just redo it I hate election day. I hate it. I find it incredibly fucking stressful, but See, I will do it again man. if we solve these problems. Yeah. But wait a minute. I, I don't even, this is, this is kind of similar to the example of the 2020 election where I, I, I mean, I didn't really care about Trump. Like a lot of people were like really upset that Trump lost and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so I wasn't in that camp of like, Oh my God, Trump lost. Uh, but I, so I had no reason. I actually had no reason to really care or question the election. I was like, oh, I guess a lot of people like Sleepy Joe and like, he, you know, he didn't he sat there with his COVID mask on in his mom's basement or whatever and still won. Like, I, you know, I could clearly see the media was carrying water for him. There was all this other uh, influence happening outside of actually the the machinations of the election itself or the mechanics of the election itself. Um, so I was I wouldn't have questioned anything. Until the moment someone questioned something, and then the entire establishment shut them down and said, "You're not allowed to question this election. It's perfect." Blah, blah, blah. When four years ago, Hillary was saying the exact same things: the election was stolen from me. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> like, all right, here we are. You're not allowed to question. Well, that makes you want to question. And the same thing is happening in Arizona right now. Where uh, I mean, I'm not an Arizona resident, but I, I, you know, I look at it and I go, "Okay, well, uh, I don't know. Maybe Katie Hobbs won." legitimately won but if that's the case first of all wouldn't she have recused herself from the beginning if there was not any plans to do anything nefarious second of all wouldn't she i mean look if i were katie well <laughs> katie hobbs um if you were katie hobbs you'd be saying um uh um, well uh uh <laughs> she can't yeah. get through a sentence <laughs> well um uh e, um how's that if I were, if I were Katie Hobbs, I would I I would say, and I were confident that I won, legitimately. Though that's the second thing. If I was Katie Hobbs and I was confident of my victory, I would say, sure. I know I know the automatic threshold is 0. 0.5, 
let's do a recount and investigation at 0.6. It's close enough. It's no skin off my back. It's transparency. It shows that I'm committed to the process. And if I actually lost, then sure, I'll own up to it. But I'm confident that I actually won. The fact that none of that is happening and that she's just going on her merry way and saying, election denier. I mean, that enough is reason to suspect that something is, you know, rotten in Denmark. Well, I mean, and here's Slash the thing. Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix. Here's <laughs> the thing, too, is that, like, again, even if it wasn't, like, a deliberate move on anyone's part to to make everything hard for actual day of election voters, um, if after the fact you learn that all of this, all of these problems showed up uh, and then you decided, well, I, I won, so I don't really give a crap. Like that's like that. Like even then, like it's like, well, that makes you look bad too. That you don't yeah. care. Like, and by the way, if she's the one running this election and it was this bad, what what do we think about her competence as a governor? Well, well, you're making some assumptions, Alex. Uh, <laughs> this election might have gone exactly according to plan. <laughs> i know see that's the thing she might be that's very me. good at running elections <laughs> yeah <laughs> this that's the thing is that like it's like they try to like a lot of people do this thing i feel like hillary clinton did it where with her emails where they're like oh it wasn't malintent it was just incompetence and my mind is like i immediately revolt at that defense because i'm like that's not any better it's not any better i don't care if you had good intention or bad intention the result is awful that's the i'm just that I, care about. <laughs> <laughs> I just lose i just lose secrets and i'm doltish yeah yeah i know i i agree and as someone i mean uh i my first yeah my first job out of college was uh as a defense contractor and I had a top secret clearance and a compartmentalized clearance and had to go through lots of, you know, extensive background checks and stuff. And, um, I, they didn't, there was, I, I couldn't have claimed like, Oh, oops. Uh, I brought this data out of the skiff on, uh, a thumb drive because oops, like <laughs> that's not it. You know, we had to sit through, we, we, we had to sit through videos about, you know, people who were tried for treason for like mistakenly bringing printouts home and stuff. I mean, it was like, you know, they regular normies who have to go through the process of, of accessing classified information um, are, have really drilled into them how, how much they will be punished for either intentional or unintentional violations of uh, the classification. And so it's it's so rich to have someone like Hillary. That bothered me so much. I really hated her. I mean, I already didn't like her because I was old enough to remember, you know, Vince Foster being found with blood running uphill in a carpet fibers on him in the park and the park police being in charge of that. I mean, you know, I'm old enough to remember like all the Clinton scandals. So I already wasn't a big fan <laughs> of Hillary. But but uh <laughs> it, it the the arrogance um and the elitism in her responses to all that. What does it even matter? That was her response to Benghazi. What does it even matter anymore? You know, she she mocks the the people complaining about her her emails. The the woman set up her own email server with her like outside of she she set up a circumvention network. She set up a network to circumvent national yes. security. 
into her bathroom in New York. That's what she did. <laughs> and like, I, know, I guess a, you could say, oops, it's incompetence. Like, yeah. that's, a, that's some awesome incompetence, lady. I know. It's but very we're not supposed to care. We're not supposed to care. There. <laughs> I know. Like, it, see, that's the thing. Like, I, I was 100% never going to vote for Hillary Clinton in the first place. So, like, it didn't, it, like, even when the email, at, like, thing came out, I'm like, oh, just more of her bullshit. And like, <laughs> I was not at all surprised. And the fact that she basically got a pass through incompetence, that was like the first time I really saw that happen. And then it kept happening. I keep seeing it happen. And, it, and every single time it happens that they use incompetence as a shield, I'm like, stop it. Like, <laughs> Can you imagine? Wait, can you imagine you need open heart surgery and you're reviewing the doctor who's about to do it and you're like, wait a minute, you killed this last patient. And he's like, no, 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 no. That was just incompetence. <laughs> oh, all right, that's all good, man. Or even just like the period. <laughs> Like, look at anyone in any job that's like life or death or something like that. Just someone driving you. And they're like, right. oh, yeah, uh, don't worry. Like, when I when I ran over those pedestrians, that was just incompetence. Yeah, like, I'm not evil. That was just incompetence. Like, no, that, that's not an excuse. <laughs> and I'm so sick of hearing it. Also, it's may not... I rule you now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really. <sighs> I know. Like, like, to me, I'm sort of like, oh, so... You're saying incompetence is an excuse so, to give you more power to fail more? Like, I don't, like, why would that Well, that's that how make bureaucracies work. See, I, yeah. I think people that, that, people like Bernie Sanders who never had an actual job, um, <laughs> like, they grow up around bureaucracies, or if they had a job, then they just get used to, they get used to government work. That's how it works in the government for, for bureaucracies. Like, you fail upwards. That's how. Mm -hmm. And actually, some large corporations, it works like that, too. So Yeah, it does. Um, I know. I've seen that, too. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Well, huge organizations so, of any kind, public or private, will people fail up. <laughs> yeah. Um, are there any – just swinging back to Maricopa really quickly before we move on. Are there any – is there any, like, outcome – is it over at this point for Kari Lake? Like, I, I haven't noticed. It seems like everything's certified and it's done, or is there still – is she still challenging? Are there avenues? There's like, what's going on? The the future challenge, the future of it is that yeah, they certified on Monday, um, uh, but the future is people suing because like Carrie okay. Lake can sue um, uh, Abe, the one who was up for AG. He can sue, especially like he was below like I think the 0.5 threshold anyway, um, but. Uh, the problem is like it, you know the whole like oh counties have to certify their uh their results and everything a couple mm -hmm. of counties um know for a fact that everything is dependent on maricopa like they know that so like mojave and cochise were like i don't there the boards there were like i don't really want to certify right now because of what's ha what happened in maricopa like i don't think right, this is on right. the up and up and katie hobbs's office sent them threatening letters saying that they would be charged with dereliction of duties of, as election board members for not certifying by the due date make and me governor or you're in trouble 
Yeah, and my and and it's like she's like you're required to certify, and it's like so, and you don't have any uh, discretion. And I was like, and everyone's like, wait a minute, so certification is just a ceremony? There's like boards just do it? Right. Is that what? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then then why even wait for it at that point if it means nothing? Then it doesn't need to happen at all. Like if you, like, what's the right. point of the process? If it, and if the if people it, in charge don't have the discretion to decide when to certify or not, then they're not in charge. Exactly. So it's not it's, really a certification. It's no. It's, 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 yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, it's a ceremony. Well, guess what? Ceremonies are bunk and they don't need to happen. <laughs> right. Right. I don't know. Like. Okay. So so it's still going on, sort of, but. Yes. But the but Katie's moving forward, forward with her thing. Yeah. She's she's governor elect and she's gonna move forward and CNN will tell us that we're all election deniers for asking questions. Yeah. To me, I don't think we need a recount. I think we need an actual redo of the election re-vote. because a revote because of the fact that a lot of people said that they let they were not able to vote at all. Like they didn't they didn't even do provisionals. So um and I talked to the county several times, by the way, usually through Twitter, so it's public. Um, and they said um, they said that people who checked in at a secondary location, who went to a secondary location and hadn't been checked out would be given a provisional ballot, um, which honestly, that was a little like. Uh, again, but how will they ever know that ballot's valid? Because there's no way to correlate whether or not the checkout should have happened. Exactly. And not only that, but the law literally says if they're listed on more than one location sign in, the provisional ballot ballot will not be counted. It says it. So they're just given the provisional ballot like a security blanket. Yeah. This will make you feel better. We're not well, counting anything, th- but here Maricopa you go. Maricopa <laughs> County voters can track their ballots to see whether or not they've been vo- they've been counted. Oh, okay. And and Maricopa County uh, voters have been saying, "My vote's not counted." Like oh. a lot of them. And then there are the people who said, "I never even got a ballot in my hands." So it's like right. that. To to me, those two pieces of information, if it's enough people, like, and to me, enough people is like, I don't know, like. <laughs> 5,000, not, maybe not even, uh, it's enough right. to do a, a re-election. On the that. whole margin's like, 20, someone was just asking in chat, I think the margin's like 20K or something around it there. It is, right? but there were a couple of smaller um, elections on the ballot that needed, that were even closer than that. Oh, and that's okay. why I'm putting the, the threshold much lower than that. Yeah, there were, um, there were, you were just saying, there were some elections that were below the 0.5, which should have mm-hmm. triggered an automatic yeah, it's a recount for those parts of the ballot, but not others. <laughs> I see. We have yeah. a ballot, but we're only counting this part of it. Yes, exactly. So okay, that's, that's why nice. I um, I say that it needs, like, that's that's enough people, though, who had their entire ballot, their entire vote not counted that need to be able to be counted. So that means we need to redo this. Um, and that's unlikely, so there, right? That it's very unlikely they're probably not going to do it. And to me, that's a sign that they don't actually give a shit about democracy. They're lying when they say they do. Well, left, so. n- no, no, they never do. <laughs> I, I was going to say leftists don't care, but I don't even think Republicans usually care about – I mean most politicians don't really care about democracy. They care about power. 
that's why they're in their jobs that they're in. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> they care about democracy the same way Stalin cares about the proletariat. The thing is, though, is yeah, that you know, when they say they get that stuck they stuck in the tank wheels. Yeah. Like you and I know this and everything, but there's a lot of people out there who are like, they care, they care about democracy. See, they said <laughs> it. Yeah. And then and then they see all these problems. See, people like vote. that shouldn't be allowed to vote. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a wake up call for them. It's a, it's and then an they go, test. some of them I do wake it. up on that. They go, holy shit, what, like all this stuff happened. You claim you care, but you, you're showing that you don't care. And you know, and it's maybe it's a small margin of people who wake up on that, but I'm I'm fucking glad that they do. Like I'm thankful for every one person who goes, wait a minute, for the first time. Like, yes, do that more. But I mean, like, I know, like, I know a lot of like libertarians are like, oh, if you convince one person, that's good enough. Like, you know, like yeah. every person you convince, that's a good thing. So, like, to me, I'm, I I do value that. Um, sure, but sure. I mean, I know it, like it, it doesn't mean a lot in the now, but it can like count in the long run. Yeah. And the younger they are when you convince them, the better. Yes. The true. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, there's definitely, and there has been some, like, I think there has been some awareness of, you know, that the population has, has looked and said, you know, democracy dies in the darkness and then went, oh. <gasps> You're the darkness. One of the biggest, uh, like, you know, responses to, um, like, people claiming that, oh, Maricopa's uh, election wasn't on the up and up is that the two guys mostly in charge of the Maricopa County election are Will Bill Gates, as he's fondly called, his name is literally bill gates Gates. so he's like a lot of people call him will bill gates and stephen richard and they're republicans um but they're republicans that i've heard from several people uh started an anti-trump super PAC. so they're not exactly like like they're you know there's a schism right now in the republican right they're they're uniparty republicans they're not outsiders Yeah. Yes, exactly. Their establishment, they're the oldest. So they would be anti Carrie yeah. Lake automatically. So, yeah. yeah. So, like, I'm like, that's not much of a, like, <laughs> disproval don't, of the problem. Don't worry. They're part of, they're from the Republican Party, the part of the Republican Party that likes Democrats. Yes. <laughs> oh. Okay. That likes the establishment. So, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't yeah. trust them, certainly. <laughs> yeah, like the Lincoln Republicans. Um, yeah. Uh, let me let's do a couple super chats. One is just Richard Pett says, "Don't forget Canada, Carter." Did you read the one? I don't even know what that dude? means, other than that you know, can yeah, uh, Canada is um, very forgettable, Richard. <laughs> I know you're in Canada, but I think that was when we were yeah. talking about whether or not you could question an election, like where you could. Or could not question. Oh. Can, can he question in Canada? I assume you, Justin Trudeau has something to say about that. Yeah. I think this is <laughs> no, one we didn't <laughs> pull up. <laughs> oh, I yeah, pulled it up. I just didn't yeah, say it out loud. You didn't I say it out loud. Yeah. <clears throat> Go ahead, Beverly. You're very excited about this one. I don't know. I just didn't know. I saw you pull it up, and I didn't think. Uh, <laughs> wait, but I didn't uh-huh. think you read you're it. Very, Alex, you're very helpful. Sounds like you at the sharpie end of the stick. Yes. <laughs> 
But I'm did feel that way. Uh, Francis Montgomery says, "Hi everyone. How can the ESG stakeholder economic system be successful? To me, it seems like that the ESG system is doomed to fail." <clears throat> I've actually it's thought hard. about this question. <laughs> um, no, I've thought about this question because um, <clears throat> you hear people, uh, mainstream people that are relatively intelligent, um, they seem to be bought into this idea that ESG is the smart economic move, um, which is like patently, it's like observably ridiculous, right? Because if it were the smart economic move, you wouldn't need it because there's already economic metrics. <laughs> like if, if it was really about the bottom line, you wouldn't need ESG metrics because <laughs> it would be about the bottom line. So, uh, but they've introduced these and they um, claim that, well, in the long run, this will be good for profits as well. And I think he, there is a scenario in which, at least in the medium term, I mean, look, in, in the very long term, obviously the whole thing falls apart, but so does our fiat currency system and a whole bunch of other stuff. But in the in the medium term, the the what what I think mainstream would call long term, um, in their their viewpoint, there's a scenario in which ESG makes economic sense. And that scenario is the World Economic Forum agenda gets pushed into governments and governments start mandating ESG uh, type compliance, like laws that that you won't be compliant with unless you've already adopted ESG. And so therefore, companies who are ahead of the curve um, and pre-compliant uh, will have a leg up on companies who uh, get caught unawares of the, you know, leftist commie <laughs> takeover, right? So I, I think all of ESG, that, that entire argument about ESG is premised on the idea that the World Economic Forum is not, um, that that whole, that whole uh, effort <clears throat> will be successful because it's inevitable, right? It's similar to how Marxist viewed um, the demise of capitalism and the eventual the eventuality of communism, right? They didn't, earlier Marxists didn't feel like they needed to push it necessarily because they felt like it was inevitable. Like this was, you know, capitalism will inevitably collapse into Marxism. Now, that didn't happen, so they had to change and, you know, turn us into, you know, focus on race wars and come up with critical theory and do a whole bunch of other stuff to make, you know, <clears throat> to try and kill the West. But it didn't happen on its own in the way that they thought, but they did, they did for a while view it as kind of inevitable. And I think that's how ESG people view this. Like the, the government will inevitably become this giant one world government plutocracy that measures your carbon output and penalizes you for it and blah, 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 blah. And if that's the case, well, you know, you better hightail it and get on the bandwagon now so you don't get left in the dust later. I hope that makes sense. I know that like Vivek Ramaswamy always felt like ESG was a bubble. He argued that and that it would pop, um, which means that it's a, it has a lot shorter lifespan than uh, you and the WEF believe. Um, 
I'm and, saying what they believe, not necessarily yeah. what I believe. Yeah. But yeah. Like, I think, um, like, I, I don't know. I think it could go either way. Like, um, that it could pop relatively quickly. cry about it. Like, <laughs> it just won't stop. No, it's very upsetting, um, really. I know. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's just allergies and uh, the corrosive of. But if the uh, WF falls apart, who will introduce children to BDSM? That's a good question. <laughs> you know? And where will the adrenochrome supply come from? I just, these are important I, questions. Like, I, I feel like they think they can get their collectivist agenda done through propaganda and um, like slowly boiling the frog in a pot through ESG and, and like digital currency and shit like that. The problem is, is that um, the, they can only do that if they have an absolute stranglehold on um, speech, which is literally impossible. Like it, like even in China now, there's all these protests going on. So it's like, yeah, you can't, you can't even get it done in the most, controlling of environments so to me i'm sort of like i don't know that you can get that done because there's going to be people talking about how shitty it is and how awful what you are offering them is and there are always people who have this attitude of leave me alone that's all they want that's like their number one goal is just stay the hell out of my life and like uh the thing is though is that like those people will exist and they exist the world over and they were <laughs> they either will move to a place that gives them the opportunity to be left alone or uh they get enough of them together in one place that they basically go no not here and like i think there is enough of people in the united states to say no not here um but maybe not enough to keep the United States intact while saying no, not here, uh, meaning national divorce. divorce. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, I mean, that, that's been my theory for a while is like, yeah, this is the, this is the highest concentration of liberty minded people. It's the largest number of liberty minded people, but it's not enough to save Washington. And if you're about principles and not a tribalist, what the fuck do you care about Washington? Who cares? <laughs> like who cares? We don't need Washington. We just need a spot. I don't. It doesn't matter where the spot is. We need a spot of liberty. That's what matters. And like, w whether the boundaries are the particular boundaries they the are now is not really. Spot of liberty. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's very intellectual. It's kind of thinky talk, Beverly. Can you follow along? No, oh, I just think that's <laughs> a great name for something like wherever wherever that place is. Though it's just Ew, called that's the a spot, spot of liberty. liberty. <laughs> <laughs> Is liberty maybe, spot maybe like they do, you know how the cities are passing, um, they're making little like um uh drug like not, not I mean saying drug free zones, but like drug law free zones, like lawful, you yeah. can do whatever you want with drugs. Drug zones. Maybe, safe harbor. Drug, yeah, maybe we'll have like yeah. liberty spots. Like, yeah. oh like like a city can pass, okay, on these four blocks in this area. It's libertarian utopia. So if you just stay in there, you can do whatever you what want. You Chad, Chop. Chad, it was Chaz and that. I don't Chaz, think that was exactly the same kind of <laughs> liberty we were, we were wanting. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. What did Frances Montgomery say? She responded to this. Uh, I, it could be a he. I'm sorry if I'm misgendering. Um, That's true. Frances is either way. Could be, yeah. <laughs> What isn't France? Francis is such a 
it's such a great name to have in 2022 <laughs> because it is. oh yeah you know, <laughs> look at the options you don't even have to change your name uh, i agree with you carter the only way esg can be successful is through government enforcement <clears throat> yeah but they're but they're getting there they're 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 good at government enforcement, especially especially in democracies where government enforcement um, largely means herd management, right? Because um, it's not like you have to be particularly good at government. You just have to be good at herd management. Um, and if you can, you can do that, then you're good. I'm not binary. <laughs> oh, does that mean you have to change your name, or is it is Francis a binary name, or is it, does it not work for the non-binary? I think it was um, perfect for non-binary. It works. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> like um, me, Alex. Yeah. And I, I love it too because everyone's like, "Well, why don't you just go by your full first name?" And I'm like, "What full first name? Alex is what, my Alex? full first name <laughs> legally." <laughs> My friend Beverly is unisex. It's been yeah. listed on like baby names as unisex. What? 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 Maybe like male a really, really long time ago. Yeah. Beverly was a male name. <laughs> like Ashley and uh, yeah. But like that might when still was happen. Beverly, was Beverly ever a male name? I don't know. And that's just what those lists said. I don't think so. I don't. I mean, I think they can be surnames. I've never heard of it as a male name. Yeah. What are the Leslie is a male name sometimes. Leslie, mm-hmm. yeah. Ashley, Lauren. I've heard Lauren's. Lauren, um, uh, Tyler, Taylor. I've heard yeah. both sexes. Not Beverly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you can be the first. <clears throat> Get on it. Oh yeah. <laughs> you identify. All right. You didn't bring any news. You don't want to talk about anything, Beverly, right? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, I just know the, the thing that everyone's talking about has just been that Kanye stuff, but I don't know. Oh man, I ended up writing, I was meant to write like a one or 200 word blurb for the abstract yesterday. And I ended up writing an article because <laughs> uh, like, I, I, I watched the thing with Alex Jones and did you? Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, and it's it's so surreal. Like, I I have a soft spot in my heart for Alex Jones because um, I don't think he's actually. I, I think he means well, and like he doesn't. I think he sometimes gets. I think he. I don't agree with him, but all the time. But I, I don't have a huge problem with Alex Jones, and I don't like people yeah. who said, "Oh, he was exploiting children for." Blah, blah. Like, I don't think that's the case. I think he just really thought. I thought he I don't trust governments, and, and I think it's changed. probably a red. Like yeah. I, I think he believed that, right? Didn't um, he change which his is, mind too? Though when he saw that, like, mm-hmm. oh, didn't he say he was wrong? I thought he. I think had, so. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway, it's weird to watch an Alex Jones video where Alex is the one looking uncomfortable, like he's surrounded mm-hmm. by insane people. I've heard. It's, yeah. It's really cool. He's like, oh, all right. There's times I where love- he goes, he's like, he'll he'll, he'll lean back and go, <clears throat> I don't agree with that. But, um, <laughs> I laughed so hard. I watched one clip where he's talking about Hitler and Yay interrupts him with that three-word comment. And 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 then and, the, and Alex Jones like pauses because it doesn't like and he's like, we're gonna get to that. And I was, yeah, yeah. I laughed so hard at that because I was like, he is clearly like, I don't know what to do about this. Yeah, no, he, he, the poor guy. Uh, it was 
<laughs> it was tough. And he's like trying to bring information in. Like, my grandparents were in World War II and blah, blah, blah. He's like, and, and like, this, here's the thing about Alex Jones. He's he is like a treasure trove of information. He knows a lot of stuff. Um, and he like actually studies things. And and granted, he jumps to conclusions I wouldn't jump to, but he he like has a lot of information in his brain. And and Kanye's like, I just met, I just heard about Benjamin Netanyahu two weeks ago. And like <laughs> it's like and and Jones is trying to like actually I've studied this and uh, but like he didn't have time to even say anything. Um <clears throat> All right, we should probably wrap up anyway. Alex has to go. It's been an hour. We're trying to keep the show to an hour, so I think we're doing we're doing pretty good if we we end. Um, Beverly, do you have any do you have any words you want to tell people? Or are you just here for are you just eye candy for this show? <laughs> just Slash annoying. But yeah, the biggest thing is just to annoy you. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm I don't know what the direction you're trying to go with it, but I know if I'm here, I'm not going to be very serious when I'm <laughs> also, I'm really yeah. tired. So it's probably going to not <laughs> help anything yeah, either. Join the club. So just like yeah. trying to stay awake, but uh, I don't know. It's December. It's Christmas it's time. December. So tomorrow you can watch the world cup game. <laughs> no, you don't care. Okay. <laughs> I was telling Alex yesterday too about because I'm in fan, uh, fantasy football, and uh, and I'm uh, and the ginger sent me a text like a screenshot of it, and he said like the asterisk by my name means that uh, that you clinched playoffs, and I said and I responded like ha ha ha, and clinched playoffs means I'm for sure in them, and he was just like fucking yeah that's what that means. He's just so mad at me because I'm winning the league right now. I'm like I don't uh, know what I'm doing. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Someone in chat says you look like you're the wife from the Ad Morticia is the name, by the way, the wife from the Adams Morticia, family. <clears throat> my daughter and I, my daughter wanted to watch like the Wednesday someone, series. Someone, if you don't know who Johnny Boy Quick is, someone. <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't actually read the name. I read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured. Um, um, Wednesday. Yeah, I've heard. Uh, yeah, I saw that out. We both Maybe voted started? that it was like the plot. Why? No, we watched it. The plot was oh. uh, a C or B. It was like meh. The casting for Wednesday was good, but the casting for her parents was so bad that it like not even show. It's they're really, really bad. Isn't like, it Daryl, Hannah, and uh No, it's Guzman? it's Catherine Zeta Jones for Morticia. Oh, right, and right, right. I really like her in other stuff. She's just a horrible Morticia. And I don't know what happened, but I think she got she like fell into a vat of plastic surgery somewhere. And like I don't know. She doesn't look like she did when I was oh, growing up and had a crush on Catherine like Zeta-Jones. So, like, there we go. And then the I, I don't remember the male actor's name who plays um, <clears throat> the the father slash husband. Uh, crap, what's his name in the I show? Think, I think it's uh, Go uh, Gomez. 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 <clears throat> he is – he's absolutely grotesque. He's, like, Gomez in the show is, like – dark they're all dark but he's like suave and like kind mm -hmm. of he's like a dark debonair kind of guy this guy is like a, a disgusting troll and it's in and he plays it like a disgusting troll also um oh. it's just a, it's horrible. Oh, the casting was really bad yeah that sounds terrible and you're saying so you really didn't like you thought morticia was gross and then now johnny boy is comparing me to so I'm thanks not, johnny boy not. no the original the original morticia was great so it's, yeah well i don't know who johnny boy's original 
Yeah, I Morticia. don't know. I don't oh, want no, to now I remember what I was thinking, Daryl. Daryl Hannah is actually Morticia in the third Adams Family movie, which I've never seen. Oh, really? Okay, I don't yeah. think yeah, I saw is. that. I just know the original black and white, and then I don't really Yeah, remember. I never really watched it. I like Raul Julia. Yeah. Oh, and Fred Armisen is, um, oh. he's actually a good cast. He is he? Uncle Fester. Is he? I was, was going to ask you. He's pretty good. Yeah, that was okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so they did a good job with, like, Uncle Fester and Wednesday casting-wise. And they brought back um, Christina Ricci, Christina Ricci, who was Wednesday in mm-hmm. one of the, the movies, movie. one of the early yeah. movies. Um, she has a role. Uh, but the 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 parental casting was a real turnoff. Um, so. Huh. Okay. Well, I will. Wa- I am planning on watching it, but because it's December, I'm just only doing Christmas themed things <laughs> this month. So it's gonna have to wait. <laughs> yeah. It out. Yeah, we're gonna we'll celebrate uh, <laughs> with our Nawa. Germany is out. That is good. And Belgium's out. And who else was out? Uh. There was another big name that was out. Um, very exciting, exciting stuff. I wore my Brazil shirt today, but they lost. So. Oh. Uh, but it doesn't matter. They still won their group. Then yeah. It was like the B team that played. They didn't care. Uh, right. My eyes glazed over because we started talking. I know. I know. Yeah. No, I usually do sports. I'm not a sports guy, but I yeah. do watch the World Cup every four years. And I, I grew up playing soccer. It's weird that you're the one talking more about I know. I know. Here. I grew up playing soccer. One of the... Our my high school soccer team, which uh, I was not on all four years, so I don't get credit for this, but I was on the beginning and then did track and ran instead. But they were we were ranked number one in the nation for like all four years that I was in high school. Like we was we were super soccer heavy. Soccer was more important than football at our high school. It was very odd for the eighties. Um, so I grew up watching all the. I grew up watching German football on, or soccer on Thursday nights, and like it's the one sport that I. You know, if I had time, I'd probably watch Premiership and other stuff, but I don't. I just, I only watch the World Cup, basically. So, mm-hmm. all right, no one cares. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. uh, I will see you all later. Thank you for joining. Yeah. And I don't really know what we're doing with this narrative dissonance, but it was fun. And we'll do it again next Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific. Yeah. Later, everyone. Bye. Bye. This production was made possible through the generous support of our members. To join our community, visit unsafespace.com. Unsafe Space is an online publication for individualists interested in subverting authoritarianism and ushering in the next enlightenment. For biting analysis and nourishing composition, or to sign up for our weekly news brief, The Abstract, visit unsafespace.com. Thanks for joining us today. Warning, this is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production has not been authorized for distribution on Apple devices. The following co-conspirators are hereby uninvited to Klaus Schwab's winter solstice party. Please be advised that CBS News has paused activity on unsafe space while it continues to assess security. Central Bank Digital Currency is a safe and secure way to protect you from Sam Bankman-Fried. 
If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Science, scientific, and scientifically are registered trademarks of the World Economic Forum. Unauthorized use is prohibited. Computer voice courtesy. Never mind, that last line is misinformation. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.